following is a podcast from Sozo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30. For more info, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. Come on, how are we feeling tonight? So good. Hey, if you could go ahead and uh, open up your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis 37. Um, last week, uh, God has really been stirring some things on my heart that I can't shake that I wanted to just take a moment and I wanted to unpack this, uh, uh, unpack this a little further more uh, for us tonight. And so Genesis chapter 37, as you're turning there, um, you know, I want to remind us why we exist as a church in a youth group. Uh, you know, we've, we, wanna, we want this place to be, it's all about letting people know that God loves them unconditionally. You all know that? Like, that's, that's why we come to church. And when you come to church here, we're all about you knowing God. And so what, is, what does that even mean? I say it every week because I, I don't ever want to miss this opportunity. See, like, when we say we want you to know God, we believe that through the services, whether it's here or whether it's sitting under Pastor John, who is our senior pastor, the pastor of our church, right, that, that it is about getting the tools and the resources to grow in right relationship with the Father. Amen? That's what we're all about. And so I want to encourage you today um, to look through through that lens. I'm so glad that everybody's here today. And so as we're going to jump into the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, yep, that's the book for me. Um, I, I just want to be straight with where we're going to tonight. Um, you know, I, I got something in my heart that I just want to unpack. And, and what God's been putting in my heart is I kind of just want to have a conversation with you. Um, and I, I want to talk to you as a big brother uh, all through the lens of rejection. This last week, uh, we, we talked about the test uh, of rejection as one of our, our points last week, actually. It was one of our thoughts, and, and I feel like God wants me to just unpack that. So I wanted to take some time and do that tonight. Is that okay? Yeah, that's all right. Okay. All right. Hey, um, so if you're there, if you're with me at Genesis chapter 37, say, yeah. Yeah. I, I heard a lot of yes, but I don't see anybody's phone open and, like, in the Bible open. And so go ahead and turn there with me. Uh, Genesis 37, we're going to start in, in, in verse 5, um, and, and I want to be so vulnerable with you tonight on some of the things that I'm going to share. So here we go. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream that I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaves rose and stood upright. While your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it, his brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? They hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Ne next verse. Okay. And then he had another dream. And when he told it to his brothers, listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and 11 stars were bowing down to me. And when they told his father, as well as his brothers, his, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream that you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, and his father kept the matter in mind. Now, I know you're probably thinking, like, Ben, you just, you shared this last week. Like, I, I get it. I get it. But I want to unpack the thought of, of rejection and the test of rejection, which is actually, if you will write that down, tonight that's the title of the message we're going to hang out there on that thought the test of rejection because because i believe 
that if I were to ask everybody, and, and, and I'm asking, you don't have to, but if I was to ask everybody in this room if you have faced rejection or you are currently facing rejection right now, I believe everybody would put their hand up. I believe everybody would say, like, no, no, I have, there's a pain there, there's a hurt there, and that's what I want to talk about today, and I believe that, that by the end of our service today, that I, I really believe that God wants to do something significant in our heart, and I believe that if you'll allow God to, he will show up and he will mend and heal those broken pieces that you thought maybe could never be healed. I believe God will do that today. Come on. All right, okay. Hey, so let's just go ahead, let's, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it strengthens us. I thank you that it brings life to our very bones, Father. I, I thank you um, for what you do in us and through us tonight, God. I, I thank you that you're going to help us um, with rejection, Lord. I, I thank you that you can heal the, the deepest, most inner parts of our heart, Lord, and, and we just give that to you tonight. And Father, we thank you that you open our eyes, Holy Spirit, so we, so we can see Jesus. Open our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit. God, do what only you can in this time and in this setting. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen, amen. Hey, so, you know, I, I want to, like I said, I want to share just being so brutally honest, as, as honest as I know how to be, on, on three stories real quick. Three stories of when I faced um, significant rejection, and I want to be very vulnerable with us tonight. Is that okay? Okay. Awesome. I was going to anyway. So, uh, but, but basically, I want to I tell you about a time when, when, um, when my dad actually hurt me um, significantly, and we're still walking through this now. So when I was about 17 years old, my dad, um, so, so my mom and my dad, they've been married my whole life um, up until the last two years because of some choices that my dad had begun to make when I was 17. And so when I was 17, uh, my dad had been sober for 15 years from alcohol. And, um, you know, it's the biggest struggle of my dad's life that, he, that he's ever had in his life. And so, so by no means, when, when I share and I'm so vulnerable about my dad, I got to tell you some things about my dad because he's, he's, got, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's one of the most loving people you'll ever encounter. He, he loves people. He is so thoughtful, and, and, and that is my dad. That's his heart. But unfortunately, the biggest struggle for my dad is alcohol because there's an emptiness in his heart. There's, there's a void there that only God can fill. Only God can heal him of. And so when I was 17, my dad began to drink pretty heavily. And so every time that my dad would drink, I literally felt rejected. And here, here's why. Because when my dad would drink, I felt like he was choosing the bottle over his family. When my dad would drink, I felt like he was, he was choosing basically emptiness over his relationship with me. I just want to be very real tonight. Be very real. And it hurt. It hurt. And even to this day, like, like my, my wife, Alyssa and I, we just went and visited my dad in the hospital. Uh, he was in the detox unit. Because this is such a real struggle in his life. It, it's such a big deal. And, and so I want to share with you how I've navigated rejection and how the Bible says to navigate it in the healing that if you allow God to show up, that he will heal you. He will heal you. So that's, so that's something real to me. That's something that, that we're navigating. And, and the last two years with my mom and my dad and, and, and this struggle is like my, my dad, they, they've split. My family has split. 
So this Thanksgiving, I don't know if you've gone through a, a, a family split, right? If your parents are divorced or they're navigating that. But, you know, navigating holidays is a really unique time, right? And so, you know, what Alyssa and I have done is we basically invited everybody to our house to see how this goes down. Like, right? Like, sit back, eat some popcorn, and let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a movie that's going to unfold. But, but very real, I'm going to share with you in a moment how I'm navigating that. I want to share another story. I want to share a time, another time when I have faced rejection because, because like I said, the test of rejection, the test of rejection, and I, and I hope that you wrote this down, is we are, we are all going to face rejection in our life. We are all going to face it in one form or another. And I don't know about you, but when I'm a 70-year-old man, I want to be kind. I want to be loving. I want to be for people, not against them. I don't know about you, but that's my heart. And I want to love God and, and be chasing after God. And so I'm going to share with you the, the, the two practical things that we can do. But another story that, that I want to share is um, basically I had a friend that was very close to me. Very close. Like we were, we were so close that, um, that basically like I don't, I don't know if you have a best friend in your life that like, like you are just super vulnerable with. You share everything like. Like, you could probably go into the bathroom with them, and they could be standing next to you, and you could have a conversation. And so, like, so, so, I, so I had this friend, and, and we were friends for a long time. But basically, what, what had happened, what happened was he allowed somebody to be speaking into his life, people speaking into his life. And he began to hear things that, that weren't true, lies about me that weren't true. And so one day he called me, and, and basically he, he confronted me, and, and he said, you know what? Because of all of this, we are not friends, we were never friends, and we're done being friends. Now, I don't know if, you, if you've ever had a friend that has basically pushed you aside, someone that's so close to you, but it hurts. Anybody ever had that? Just see a couple head nods, anything like that? Anybody? Okay, I got a hand raiser. Yeah, what's up? And so, so you know, uh, man, that hurts. It's like getting your heart ripped out of your chest because you're so vulnerable with somebody. They're your best friend, and all of a sudden, we're no longer friends. We're no longer friends, and it's kind of devastating. Again, I'm going to share with you how the Bible says that we should navigate the, those kind of feelings. And i got to tell you, before I leave that story, i got to tell you that who you allow to speak into your ear has your heart. It's so important that your friends that are around you, that the people that are around you are godly influences. That, that they want to chase after God's heart, God's thoughts, God, whatever God has, that, that that's their best interest for your life. That's so important that whoever's speaking into your ear, they have your heart, but you got to make sure that God has theirs. You feeling me? You feeling me? That was a good place to sit. Come on, clap. I, I, know, I know I'm being a little bit serious tonight. I'm being a little bit heavy uh, because I just want to share with you some, some of my heartaches and some of the biggest times that I have faced rejection. And the, the third time, I, I want to wrap up my stories with, with this real quick, was a girlfriend that I had that I dated for five years, wasn't Alyssa. This was actually before Alyssa. Like, I, I was dating this girl that I loved, and I thought, hands down, 100%, she was the one that God had for me. Believed it 100%. And so I, I believed it so much that I actually made plans in my life that I I got into rental properties. I bought, I, bu I bought this house that had three units because I didn't want to rent from somebody else and throw money away. I, I was like, no, I'll just own the whole building. <laughs> like, I'll rent for myself. I'll let your boy, you know. And so I made those plans. I did that. 
I bought this house and, and I move into it and, and like I, I went and I, I, got, I got the ring. Like I'm about to ask this girl to marry me. Like I'm all in. And when I go to make this decision, she tells me right after I bought the house that she's not, she's not into me anymore. Like we're, we're done. Five years. Five years and I, I was totally blindsided, didn't see it. And I was so hurt. Like, like if you're navigating a relationship breakup or relationship dynamics, man, man, do they hurt when you go through some things like that, right? And it felt like my heart was ripped out of my chest and I didn't know what to do. And at the time, I wasn't fully surrendered to God. I wasn't following the Lord. But from all of that, I rededicated my life. It was really awesome stuff. I'm not going to unpack that tonight. But God did a miracle in my life. But I remember, I remember, I just want to be so transparent and so vulnerable with you. I remember being in the shower, and I mean ugly cry, bawling my eyes out like, God, I don't know where to go next. Like, I don't, this, this rejection, like, I, this was the closest, this was my best friend, God, I, and I, I don't, like, I thought she was the one for me. Like, if she doesn't love me, then nobody loves me. And I remember, I remember God speaking to me so softly, so clearly and so softly in the shower. And, and he just said, I, I know what you're going through. And I was like, God, I thought you'd give me something else. Like, <laughs> you know, a little bit more here. Like, come on, my life's a wreck right now. And, and God just so softly spoke again. And, 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 and he was like, they rejected me too. See, God, God, the really awesome thing about our God, about Jesus, is, is, is two quick scriptures. Number one, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He's near those whose spirits are crushed. So God is close to you. God is close when you're going through those biggest moments. He's there. And, and, and the second thing I want to point out real quick is Jesus can empathize with us so easily because, you know, he faced every temptation. He's been there. And he walked through rejection. See, we all, we all have this test of rejection. And, and we're going to have to determine how we handle rejection. Because it's not if you get rejected, it's when you get rejected. Now last week when I, when I blew through it I, and I, I went through the message, I just really felt like that today, that God wants to show up and heal some parts inside of our heart. Heal us tonight. And I don't, I don't want to just pass this because you and I, we're all going to face the test of rejection. And it's how we respond will determine our living. Our living and our loving, it, those two are attached. And, and I don't know about you, but when I'm 80 years old, I want to love God and love people. That's where I'm trying to be. And, and I think if I were to ask every single one of you, do you know somebody who's bitter and miserable that, that's in their old age? I think you'd say, yeah, it's my neighbor. Cuts his grass. He says, get off my lawn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I want to share with you. I want to share with you. Number one, you could write this down. Two quick thoughts, and we're going to close. You could write this down. The power of praise. Write that down. The power of praise. See, praising God will carry you through the storm. Praising God will carry you through the heartache. You can't worry and praise God at the same time. You can't do it. You cannot do it. And I wonder if some of us are, are, are just taking our time and we're telling God about all of our problems and how big our problems are when we need to be telling our problems how big our God is. And we need to, we need to put our problems in their place. 
In fact, the story that I want to share with you real quick out of the Bible is um, 2 Corinthians, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It's, it's a story about Jehoshaphat. And so it, this is so amazing because God speaks to them and, and they're about to go to war. There, there, there's so many problems coming at them, so many en- enemies from all these different angles that it feels like their life, is his, it, it's a wreck. It's crazy. It's a mess right now. And something that's so awesome that they do is they praise the Lord. And God says, this is a battle actually that you don't have to fight. That's what he tells them. You don't have to fight this. And I want you to tell everybody that they don't have to fight this. You need to praise me. And loudly they praise God. And what does God do? God shows up and defeats all of the enemies. All of them. I really encourage you to read the story. It's amazing. But what, but what, what I'm telling you is the problem that you're facing in life. Man, I wonder if just praising God will start to squash some of the giants that are standing in front of you. I wonder if that will defeat some, some, of the, some of the armies that you feel like you're facing emotionally, relationally, physically, whatever that might be. I wonder. I want to encourage you to do that. You know, we're going to get a moment. We're going to go back in the praise and worship, and we're going to party, and we're going to have a good time, and we're going to love on Jesus. And, and I want to encourage you that if this is your first time tonight, this is awesome because you could start with maybe raising your hands. Right? That's surrendering to God. And tell God what your problem is. And then tell your problem who your God is. And then the last thing I want to close with, and I want to ask the worship team if they'll come out and join me, is the power of prayer. The power of prayer. Listen, when you pray for somebody, let me tell you what it will do. It, it, it can do two things. Number one, praying for somebody. It can show up. God can show up and do a miracle in their life. God can show up and do a miracle in your life when you pray for somebody. But you know what else God does? It'll keep your heart soft towards others. When you pray for somebody, it'll keep you, it'll keep you soft towards other people. So that when you're 70 years old, you're, you're not mean. You're not nasty. You look at people and you're like, oh, I, I love you. I love you. That doesn't excuse what they did to you. That doesn't say that that's okay, what happened. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying for you, you got to pray for them. In fact, the Bible says this. The Bible says in Matthew 5, it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for them. Now, you know, I wonder, I wonder how Joseph handled this situation of rejection. The closest people in his life, the ones that he loved the most, that he was the closest with, disowned him, threw him into a pit. Then he got sold into slavery. Then he ends up in in Potiphar's house. Some things go down in Potiphar's house. And all of a sudden, he's in prison. Next thing you know, he's in Pharaoh's kingdom, and he's standing before his brothers, the ones that broke his heart the most. And how does he respond to them? With such love, with such mercy, such kindness, will you be able to pass the test of rejection? And I believe that if you'll praise God through the storm and you'll pray for people, God will show up and do a miracle in your life. And I believe that God will also do a miracle in their life. It's so simple, so practical. I know Ben, like, but, but you're a preacher, dude, so you're telling me that, but you don't know what I'm going through. You're right, I don't. I don't know, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you that I have done this time and time again. And when I look at people, I have such love for them. I'm telling you. 
I'm telling you. And so, so in a moment, we're going we're gonna to come up and we're going to praise God. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to chase after God like, like you haven't before. Because when you praise God, the Bible says that we enter God's presence with a thankful heart, with thanksgiving. So praise him. Praise him and watch him show up. I dare you. Watch him show up in your life beyond your wildest dreams. And I want to encourage you tonight that if you're in this room and, and, and as I'm talking about rejection and you've got a couple names that are just, they're like right in front of you. Maybe it's mom, maybe it's dad, could be a grandparent, maybe it's a friend. I don't know who it is. Maybe it's a laundry list of names. I don't know. But here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to write down their names. Not because this is your hit list. I, I, I don't, we're not writing down anybody's name because it's like, you're next. <laughs> Watch it happen. I want you to write down their name because, because I believe that if you'll speak blessings over someone's life, that God will begin to minister to your heart. And it might take 15 days. It might take 20 days of setting up a time every single day where you're saying, God, I thank you for my father. I thank you for his big heart to love people. And you start highlighting all the things that you love about that person. And if you can't think of a single thing, then you say, God, then change your prayer. God, what do you say about them? Would you speak to me? I don't see it. I don't feel it. When I think about them, God, I get irritated. When, when I think about them, God, I, I think about all the things I want to do to them. God, would you show me what you're saying about them? Would you, would you give me your eyes? Would you give me your heart towards them, God? Would you show up? Would you do that for me? Because I don't see it. I, I just really believe that if you'll begin to do that, and you'll walk in that overflow out of your heart, that God will show up in such a magnificent way in your life. And you'll begin to view people in a different way. You'll begin to see people the way that God does. It might take 15 days. It might take 20 days of you saying, God, this is what you say about them. Or God, correct me because I don't see it. But I want to encourage you to do it. Time and time and time and time again, I've had to do that. And God has shown up in my life in such a magnificent way. And I got to tell you that when I, when I went to visit my dad in the detox unit, I gave him the biggest hug and I said, I'm praying for you. I love you. Uh, and I'm the only one. My wife and I are the only one that showed up. We're the only one out of my family. The only one that showed up my dad's darkest hour. And I got to tell you that that's only possible because of what God's done in my heart. I got to tell you that that friend that disowned me and told me that. They wanted to get together recently, and you know what I said? Yeah, let's get together. And it wasn't because I was like, okay, well, here, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to sit down with you, and I'm going to put you in your place. How dare you? Because I, I had my heart on my sleeve, because I'm like, maybe my friend needs me. And I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if he's going to punch me in the gut again, or if I'm going to get a chance to love on him. I don't know where he's at. But here I am, Lord, I'm ready and I'm willing. 
I got to tell you because I didn't have a bitter heart towards that girl that ripped my heart out of my chest. And it took time. There's time attached to this. There's time attached to it. There's prayer. But I got to tell you that in the next year and a half, I met the most beautiful woman inside and out. I met the woman that, that, that God spoke to me in a church service sitting right here that she's the one for me and she's sitting right back there. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Alyssa Archer, focus, logos, whatever, Holmes. I got to tell you that God made that possible for me. And I know that if he did it for me, that he'll do it for you. So we praise God through the midst of the storm. And we pray for people like it's nobody's business. And the more irritated you are, the more time you need to pray. And if you feel like, no, I'm still irritated, like I'm sweating bullets, then you need to pray more. And you need to pray more and more and more and more and watch God do a miracle in your heart. So can we come up today and we just worship God? We're going to praise God. We're going to praise and worship God today. And I just encourage you to press in and maybe you tell them. Maybe you say their name not loud enough because they could be in this room. I don't know. But you just worship God and let him do a work in your heart today.